ladies, gentlemen, champions, and unfortunately some losers. We're fresh off of Fantasy Football Championship Week. Woo, buddy. This is the EJC NFL pod. We have an awesome Fantasy Football Awards show for you today. I am your host, Eric Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyBBQ. I'm joined by my main man, Jason Mitchell. And you can find him on Twitter at Big Chill Squad. Jason, what's going on, man? Man, you know, as always, I'm living strong, but, you know, probably half the amount considering I lost both my leagues. But <sighs> yeah. I'm here to vent about that in our own unique way today. Let's get after it, man. A little, little catharsis, uh, you know, never hurt anybody. Usually it helps people. Uh, yeah, man, I'm right there on with you. With you. Uh, I'm a loser myself. I'm a one-time champion, right? So I, had four, I was in four championship games. I won one, and I lost three. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a little rough this weekend. I ain't gonna lie, I was a little depressed. I drank too much. That's probably my. It's probably the deal. I beat my kid. No, I'm just playing. I did. Of course, I didn't beat my kids, y'all. But uh, like I said, man, we got an awesome award show. Uh, every every fantasy football podcast in the world does an award show at the end of the year. So I figured, hell, man, why not? Uh, why not throw our our name into the hat and see what we got? But Jason, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna serve it to you first, my man. What you got for us? What's your first award? So, you know, fittingly, uh, one of the awards I brought today is the Week 1 Wonder Award. So, I think it's perfect that we start the we start this off that way. Um, it was really hard to make this decision because at first I considered, you know, so many players were injured. So many things happened Week 1. But after some careful thought, I found that the Week 1 Wonder Award goes to Juju Smith-Schuster, scoring 20 points or better just once this entire season. He had six receptions for 69 yards and two touchdowns that week and failed to meet that number again for the rest of the year. He only met double-digit fantasy scoring in eight of 16 weeks, and he ended the 30th-ranked wide receiver and 107th-ranked overall fantasy player while watching his fellow Steelers, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, surpass him. Uh, Johnson ended as the 27th and the 103rd ranked overall, and Chase ended as the 19th ranked wide receiver and 79th overall ranked fantasy player. So basically, Juju Smith-Schuster, his ADP was the 24th in 2020 drafts. So you, you drafted this guy second round, and he basically made you happy for one week. So I'm giving him the week one wonder award. I like it, man. And I'm, I'm really upset that you didn't say nice after 69 yards, but that's a, that's an aside for a different time. But no, man, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a great award. And I didn't realize that he never, that that was literally the pinnacle of his season. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, man. And, and I got to say two things or, or two players, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, in Dynasty, oh my God, they're gonna—they're probably gonna cost you so much to try and go out and acquire. But if you can, man. Uh, so yeah, I love the award. Cool. So my first award here is called the Blockbuster Award, and it's probably not what you think. Uh, this is more of like Blockbuster, the old video store, the video rental store. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Whose stock just, whose stock just, uh, as soon as Netflix popped on the on the scene, it was just like. So, boom, and it just it was gone. <laughs> I remember many a night sitting in there for about an hour and a half trying to figure out what in the world I was going to uh, pick. But my blockbuster award winner is Julio Jones. Mm. 
he is Blockbuster and Calvin Ridley is Netflix. Oh, yeah. Calvin Ridley burst on the scene, man. Um, it, it's kind of wild. So uh, Julio Jones was the, if I can find my notes here, oh, my goodness. He was drafted as the wide receiver five in 2020, uh, and that's 16th overall. Uh, and he only played nine games, nine out of, I guess, 15 now uh, available games. He did finish as a wide receiver two or better in five of those games. However, uh, he these are his finishes, we'll say, for, for the weeks that he played. Seven, 95, 64, two, 18, 12, 23, 64, and 27. Uh, both of those 64th place finishes, he ran less than 20 routes. So that was him either being uh, playing limited or, or leaving games, which has been a thing with Julio over the years, as we've seen. Uh, this year just was a little bit more plagued, in my opinion. Um, Calvin Ridley's for real. I mean, he is for real. He uh, he was uh, he was drafted as the 18th overall wide receiver, uh, 44th uh, pick overall. Uh, he ended up <laughs> as the wide receiver three in points per game, and so he did play. I think he missed one game uh, in that time uh, time uh, frame. So just like Blockbuster got phased out because it was getting old and its freaking its business model was old and outdated, Julio's going to be 32 this season, uh, going into this this next season. Um, it's over. I, 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 that's kind of a hot take, I'm sure, but I, I think it's really legit. Uh, it's it's kind of over for him. Um, he did finish as the da, 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 wide receiver 12 in points per game. And granted, he did only play nine games, so he didn't. He wasn't uh, there for your team the other six. So that hurts your team overall. Um, and man, you just you look for a little more consistency from from someone you drafted as the 16th overall player in the what the middle of the. Uh, of the second round. So I, this is my thought. I hope that you sold him uh, a year, quote unquote, early in dynasty fantasy football, because his value is gone now, in my opinion, but that's uh, he, Julio Jones, my blockbuster award. You know what? I love it. I love it because I too have an old man award. And Ooh, uh, let's go since we're there. Since we're there. My, that's a perfect segue. That's got a professional segue. It right is, here, and we don't actually know what each other's awards are, and I'm sure at some point we're going to end up talking about the same player. Uh, oh, my God, Jason. Listeners. I totally forgot. Yeah. So <laughs> I forgot to tell everyone that. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, this, so, no, so Jason and I have not talked about that. Obviously, we talked about doing this award show, but we wanted to be genuinely surprised and give genuine reaction to each other's awards. So, Jason, man, let's hear that old man award. I'm excited. So what I brought today is my own personal lifetime achievement award. And this goes to Aaron Rodgers reentering the top four overall fantasy status. He has earned my lifetime achievement award. He hasn't been in the top five since 2016 where he was first overall. He's been top five in seven of 12 seasons. However, and top 10 in 10 of 12 seasons. It's amazing to see this dude at 37 years old working his way back to top five status and being able to say that over half of his career, almost, well, over half his career, he's been the guy to stash, start, and forget about it. But let's be honest, top 10 his entire career. You know, I haven't looked at this against any other fantasy players. But when you talk about a guy who's played 12 seasons in 10 of them, he has been one of the nastiest, just amazing fantasy players. Let's not talk about position. doesn't matter. Fantasy players. You got to give it to him. If anyone was deserving of this, you got to give it to him. 
I 100% agree, man. And I love that you said just stash, start, and forget it. Like that's a that's a legit thing because I'm a I'm a proponent, as you know, as Jason is well aware of, of streaming quarterbacks because I think there's a lot of value out there on the waiver wire. But when you have a stud, like a straight up stud like Aaron Rodgers, and you just don't have to work, like it's a peace of mind that I I wish that sometimes my stubborn ass would just be like, all right, just draft a quarterback in like the fifth round and just not have to worry about it. But I agree. That's a great. That's a great. Uh, he he's going to be honored. I mean, the checks in the mail here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my this might be my favorite and like the most personal one to me for my awards here. This is called the Vernon Dursley Award. If y'all know who Vernon Dursley is, he is uh Harry's very abusive and, and terrible uncle in Harry Potter. When he would get upset, uh like when they kept sending uh, when Hogwarts kept sending all the uh the mail to his house, he would pull out chunks of his mustache. For a large portion of the season, I did have a mustache, and I, I'm pretty sure I had some chunks pulled out by this man, Tyler Lockett. Oof. Ooh, me and Tyler Lockett, let me tell you. I love him. But so he had two overall number one wide receiver finishes, week three and week seven. He actually finished top 20 in four out of the first six games. So, I mean, that's consistent as hell right there, especially considering uh, you didn't draft him as as one of the top, top guys. Um, so you're I was uh, me personally, I was very pleased with with the return on investment I got those first six games. Guess what he did the rest of the season? He averaged wide receiver 47 finishes with only one top 30 finish in that time frame. He played in all 14 games, so health wasn't an issue. He's good. Um, and it was just – it was so frustrating, man, because you, you had to start him. After that start, and then, you know, you know what his ceiling is. It's number one overall. He's a weak-winning guy. But, you know, from, from weeks – I guess week eight on, uh, oof. And I'm pretty sure I traded for him about week six. <laughs> so I got that <laughs> – I got that huge performance in week seven. I was feeling all high and mighty. And then he just uh, he just screwed me the rest of the time. But um, honorable mention for this one is Joe Mixon. And I know he was injured, but it was the way the Bengals uh, handled that injury. Like, freaking uh, Zach Taylor's like, oh, I don't know. We might get him back out there. And eventually he goes on IR. So he just played with my heartstrings and, and uh, ripped them out one by one each week that he wasn't starting after his bye. So there is my Vernon Dursley Award. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll follow it up with another optimistic take. We got a good back and forth going here. Um, I like it. One of the awards I brought tonight was the Most Improved Award. And I'm giving that, and you know this is a little bit per- personal to me, mm-hmm. but I'm giving that to David Montgomery, who scored oh. 219 points this year, as opposed to the 164 he scored last year. He was a 22nd ranked rookie, uh, 22nd ranked back his rookie year in 2019. Now in 2020, he's the sixth ranked back. If you owned him his rookie season, he was a concern most weeks, as I knew quite personally. Uh, <laughs> this is very my true. Existence. Uh, but if you owned him in 2020, you got to enjoy moments like being the number one overall back in week 15. Week, uh, week 15. This is the upside that everyone wanted to see last year. And now he's here. And now you can breathe, you know, you can breathe easy about him in next year's redraft. But that's a guy that, you know, as a running back, he came in against a lot of really good running back, uh, rookie running back uh, his, his last year. But this year, he finally showed what he was made of. And I feel like he escalated himself pretty highly. 
I agree, man. My only concern, I guess, moving forward with him is was that Tariq Cohen uh, did tear his ACL early in the season, so he saw all of those passing opportunities, which which was good because he was he was good, you know, with all those opportunities. Um, and it, I mean, to me, he's like the definition of a post hype sleeper. So he had all that hype going into his rookie season, as you know, because you drafted him fair, not super high, but pretty highly yeah. in our in our league. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, he just delivered this year. So I, I love David Montgomery. Um, I'm right there with you on that one, dude. That, that's a good one. All right, so here's my here's my next award. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't bust everybody's eardrums with this, but this award is my Hercules, Hercules, Hercules award. This is not for one man. This is for three men because we got three Herculeses in there from uh, the famed. I think it was Nutty Professor with Eddie Eddie Murphy, uh, which was funny because we were just talking about Eddie Murphy earlier today. <laughs> but um, I got Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry numbers one, two, and three as they finished at the running back position. We have 21 touchdowns, 17 touchdowns, 15 touchdowns. Quick math, that looks uh, close-ish to like 60 total touchdowns between three folks. Uh, not too not too shabby, not, not too shabby at all. Um, so, yeah, about 56 or something like that. But anyways, y'all don't at me on Twitter about my math skills. Um, <laughs> then they came <laughs> – I mean, Who they came in with – Who did you say was high, number one? Alvin Kamara. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, yeah. So it, it literally goes in that order. Kamara, Cook, Henry. Gotcha. Um, and, and this is a PPR, too. So Derrick Henry, like, crushed it, even though he really doesn't catch many passes. Uh, but they, they all three came with super high draft capital, and they delivered in an absolutely brutal year for high draft capital running backs. You think about Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and then uh, I've got a little this – this is what we call a teaser in the, in the business. Uh, another, another running back who uh, may be my bust of the year. But uh, the last thing I'll say about that, dude, Derrick Henry looks like damn Hercules with that finish him <laughs> stiff arm. Like, has anybody done that yet? Somebody needs to make that a thing where it's like, finish him, and he just, like, stiff arms somebody out of the stadium. I'll get on it as soon as we finish this. Let's go, man. Let's see those those skills. But, yeah, that's my Hercules, Hercules, Hercules award. I love it. You know I love it. Oh, you! Yeah, I know. Daggone Titans fan over here. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, last, last nice one before we get into the bad stuff. Uh, you know, I wanted to give a zero to hero award and I don't think this takes any brains at all, but Justin Herbert, he earns it becoming the number 10 overall fantasy player this season after being ridiculed and clowned by the sports media throughout his rookie draft and in preseason. He got it. I mean, yeah, right. (laughs) Say, what'd you say? I said, and by me, I, I did not like Justin Herbert at all coming out. I thought uh, Terod Taylor was going to start for a while, but I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Yeah, that's rough. Well, I was going to say he got to start due to the most bizarre quarterback industry in oh, my life. Oh, my goodness. In my lifetime. And all he did was break the rookie TD record. That's pretty crazy. Mm, yeah, he's he's great, man. And he it, the crazy thing is, is – he elevated all the other options. Obviously, he didn't have uh, Austin Eckler before a portion of the season, but Keenan yeah. Allen was like, I, I don't know the exact – he was definitely top five, put it that way. From the yeah. time Herbert came in, Keenan Allen was a top five wide receiver, set it and freaking forget it. Um, he just saw all the targets because Herbert's not a dum-dum. He was like, cool, this guy's open every single play. Let me just go ahead and feed him. I don't know why more quarterbacks don't do that, but, hey, what do I know? I, it's amazing, but you got to say, man, for a guy who – and, I mean, you really look back on the draft. I mean, there was so much negative speak about Justin Herbert. He was just hated on. 
with weird stuff too. Like, uh, we don't know if he has a passion for football. It sounded like that whole Josh Allen rhetoric, yeah. uh, who the, the Cardinals took it was at 2018. I want to say, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it, it was weird. I'm glad to see the kid. Uh, I mean the man, the uh, man. He, he, he looks like a kid after he cut his hair though. That was so <laughs> weird. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I love to see him having success. Uh, I think I'm kind of a closet chargers fan. Uh, I always celebrate their successes. I'm kind of with you on that, even though Rivers came to the Colts and therefore <laughs> wronged no... me, wronged me personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have an old man Rivers award uh, in there? <laughs> What's your hey, next see... award? All right. So my next award, this is my terrible pun skills, guys. So bear with me. This is 2020, man. We want everybody to stay out of our bubble, right? We're, we're trying to be elusive. We're saying, hey, don't get near me. I need my six feet. This award is called Keep Out of My Chubble. Nick Chubb, baby. I mean, I don't know what I can say about this guy. I, I legitimately, I love him. He, he's probably my favorite running back in the league. Um, he's slippery as an eel. Check out, so these are some kind of advanced uh, stats or whatever I found on Player Profiler. He's number one in breakaway run rate. God, that's a hard word to say. He's number one in yards created per touch and juke rate. He's number two in yards per touch and number eight in evaded tackles for running backs. You, you just can't get him down. And the crazy thing is you think about, where's it at? Um, he, so in breakaway uh, run rate, he was actually like number three, I want to say, or number eight, something like that. He was in the top ten for breakaway runs, and he only played, he missed four, four or five games this season. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a threat to take it to the crib any time at all. Uh, he finished inside the top 23 in running back rankings in all games except uh, week one, which was weird. It was that weird game against Baltimore, if you remember it, where the I don't know what in the world was going on with the Browns, but they were just just awful. So I'm just kind of throwing that one out. And then uh, week four, he got injured. So he wasn't in the top 23 in that. Um, he's right now, he finished as the RB5 in points per game. Uh, and I just want to say it again, I love him. Uh, he, he's, he's literally my favorite running back. And I got him on my dynasty team. And I don't want to brag, but I kind of do want to brag. Uh, he, he's so he's so good, man. He is. He's insanely good. And it just makes you wonder how Kareem Hunt gets anything. But it's just a great offense for the both of them. You know, you know I have to bow down a little bit. My, uh, my brother out there in Cleveland sports. Oh, yeah. um, I have to bow down a little bit. So I'm Shout out you. Josh. Shout out Josh. Yeah, shout out Josh. I'm with you on this. Yeah, um, man. It's just funny because you mentioned Kareem Hunt and the fact that both of them have had uh, really good fantasy seasons just just goes to show how great that offensive line has been, number one, how great the play calling has been. Uh, I, I don't want to, like, crown him already, but Stephen, uh, Kevin well, Kevin Stefanski, um, I, I, we mentioned in a, an earlier pod, I, I really like him as a head coach. I, I think he's going to be he's going to be one of the names to watch for the next several years. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think he, he handles the press really well, too. So we can talk about just being a coach overall, the entire job, the guy's 100% all around. So um, That's awesome. What's your next award, Jason? My last award before, last, we, get to, let's go. before right. we get to the two big ones uh, is the Fab Failure Award. And Ooh. this goes to Kendall Hinton of the oh, Denver no. Broncos. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Thanks to COVID-19 and other injuries, a young wide receiver, Kendall Hinton, was promoted from the practice squad of the Denver Broncos 
to take snaps as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Hitton had not taken a snap at quarterback since his junior year at Wake Forest. Um, so after that, he transitioned to be a wide receiver in college and then was drafted as such. So Yahoo and CBS decided to continue to list him as a wide receiver while other platforms fixed the problem. But those two had fantasy managers everywhere spending everything to try to super flex a quarterback in the wide receiver spot that, that week. Super greedy. And it didn't pay off. He was awarded with one of nine passes for 13 yards, two interceptions, and a passer rating of zero, resulting in a whopping negative 2.78 points. If there was any transaction this year that we can be sure was a fab failure, it's Kendall Hinton. Sadly enough, even if you spent nothing. Agreed. Because then you took up a roster spot for – Nothing. I'm actually I'm I'm positive that he had negative points in our uh, our home league uh, yeah. for the guy that picked him up. I I, I definitely ridiculed him uh, pretty bad. I was like, nice job, dude. <laughs> you were trying to you were trying to do a little cheating right there, huh? How did that work out for you? Uh, yeah. How crazy is that though? That you know this guy Wake Forest is not exactly a uh, an NFL player factory by any means. It's not Ohio State. We ain't got Alabama right there. Uh, right. The fact that I mean. I, I honestly just kind of feel bad for him, but he just won an award, so congrats. Congrats, Dude, Mr. Hinton. Congrats, Mr. Hinton. On being yeah. the fab failure. <laughs> so my last award before we get to the MVP and the biggest bust of the season is I'm going to call this my Debo Award. You know why I'm calling it my Debo Award, Jason? It's not because of What's Debo that? Samuel. What's it's because Josh Allen said, this is my my division now, old man. That's what he said. That's what he said to Bill Belichick, man. He jacked his division from him. Much like Debo jacked Homeboy's bike and Friday, he said, Give me that shit. That's mine now. <laughs> and uh, you know, he 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 led Buffalo to his first division title since nineteen ninety five. Incredible. He is the QB one, the number one, and actually the number one scoring fantasy player, uh, with thirty four passing touchdowns and eight rushing touchdowns. That's forty two total touchdowns for Josh Allen. He's not only the quarterback, he is the daggum, you know, 10 zone. The, the, he's the goal line back for that team. Uh, he, he's incredible. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's legit. So if, if Nick Chubb is my favorite running back to watch, Josh Allen is my favorite player overall in football to watch. He reminds me, because uh, I love passion in the game, man. I, wanna, I don't want to see somebody just kind of do, do a Jay Cutler, we'll say. Uh, yeah. He reminds me of a of Philip Rivers, honestly. You know sure. Philip Rivers, all of those screaming and, and yelling on the sideline with passion and whatnot. That's what he reminds oh, yeah. me of, man. Because yeah, he he'll just stop at nothing. Here's a couple of advanced stats for Josh Allen that I thought were just kind of kind of crazy. So he played with um, the best game script. So meaning a positive game script, meaning his team was up uh, of any quarterback in the league, and he still he still. Uh, j- just absolutely crushed it with passing yards, passing touchdowns. So that says to me that Buffalo, um, Sean McDermott has a a vision for this team that means when we're up, we're going to crush people. We're going to step on their throat. And I like that stuff, man. I really do. Um, he has, He's number two in red zone attempts, so he threw the second most passes in the red zone. 84. Crazy. That's 5.6 per Jeez. game. Right? Uh, he's number four in air yards. Um Number four, uh, that's fine, whatever. He's, this is a kind of a Josh Allen stat, though. So 
and money throws. Money throws meaning like big time throws. Like oh man, that that was incredible. It required some exceptional skill or something. Um, he was number four, and then in danger plays where it, it kind of seemed like he. This is what player profile actually. Uh, any play in which the quarterback lacked awareness or took an un- unnecessary risk that could have resulted in a turnover. I think PFF calls them turnover worthy throws. Um, he yeah. was number three in that. So number four in big time throws. Number three in danger play throws. Uh, and then he actually threw 23 interceptable passes, and that's number eight among quarterbacks. But, hey, man, sometimes luck wins out, just like in fantasy football. Um, so uh, he had he had just a, just, a, just a heck of a year. Um, and this is the last stat I got for you because I think it's, it's awesome. Fantasy points per drop back. He was number four uh, with .57. So every time he dropped back, he was worth over half a fantasy point. Which is incredible if you think about it, because um, he had he had 547 attempts. <laughs> I mean, that's just wild, man. So Josh Allen's here to stay, in my opinion. They they went out and got him a true number one in Stephon Diggs, um, and he's just I, I love Josh Allen. I really do. I don't blame you at all. Those are some amazing stats. Yeah, dude, he's he's so good. He's so good. But here we. go. Which one do you want to do first, Jason? You want to do you want to do the bust or the yeah. you want to end it on a on a good note or a bad note? Let's end it on a good note. <laughs> uh, my man. All right. So who's your biggest bust of twenty twenty? I think everyone will agree with me when I say it's Christian McCaffrey. Oh. He drafted him number one. Is that personal for you or what? Yeah, it's personal. <laughs> it's personal. He's my keeper in, in our home league. Yeah. Um but yeah, you draft him at one and he plays three games and, and, and it's not just I mean, he went on injured reserve for a few weeks there, but you know, also the media just kept you straying along with oh, he should be good next week. He should be good next week. And it just that was one of the most humiliating seasons ever when you're just banking on a guy who never shows up. It's not his fault. I mean, we, you know, we're not gonna blame someone for being hurt. But again, uh, the way that the media worked, it was that you felt he was going to be available to you every week that he wasn't on injured reserve, and it ended up being three. Yeah, it, it, that had to be rough. I didn't own him, or didn't I didn't I didn't have him in any of my teams on any of my teams, um, but I couldn't imagine, man. I, I had Joe Mixon on our on, in our home league, and yeah. it was like that's like the smallest like fraction of what you felt as a as a Christian McCaffrey uh, <laughs> manager. So I couldn't imagine, dude. But I, I, I don't think you can really – you can't go wrong there. Um, so, for, for me, I tried to say, all right, cool. These people, you know, Saquon, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Cortland Sutton, all these folks, they were injured. Um, so, I tried to just kind of give them a little leeway with that. Um, so, my biggest bust is actually Clyde Edwards. Is it Helaire or Elaire? I've never E-Lair. heard of Elaire. So, C-E-H, man. He was at the end – I don't know if you know this. At the end, or like right before fantasy drafts happened – his overall ADP was number five. Yeah. That's crazy to me. He was 30, uh, and he ended up 35th overall in fantasy points per game and as the 23rd ranked running back in fantasy, uh, fantasy points per game. Um, he actually only saw 54 targets, which is which is wild because Alvin Kamara had uh, it was 105 or 107. I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me, but it was above 100 targets. And that's really what I remember people kind of uh, prognosticating. They were like, all right, if he, he might not run the ball that much, but he's going to get a, a crap load of targets. Uh, only 54 yeah. targets is, is just disappointing. Uh, you and I have talked in the past about, uh, I want to say it was, it was probably a lot to do, to do 
with um, uh, picking up the pass rush and yep. just not having a proper off season for this kid. Um, I, I saw I saw a thing. It wasn't at the end of season, but it was towards the end of season. I want to say it was right before Lev Bell uh, got. Uh, did he get picked up? He got picked up, right? He didn't get traded. Yeah, he got picked up by, the, uh, up, yeah. by the Chiefs. Um, uh, CEH ranked 80th out of 81 qualifying running backs at pass uh, at picking up the pass rush. Mm-hmm. So um, he, 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 to me, is the biggest bust when you consider his, his ADP was number five at the end. Uh, and then, you know, he had some good games for sure. He was solid, but he was not worthy of a, of a you know, number five overall pick. And I just have a couple honorable mentions here. I guess four. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, who was – I don't know what in the world uh, because that's personal to me. Uh, DJ Moore, <laughs> who was really hyped coming into this season, uh, who yeah. was definitely usurped by Bra- uh, Robbie Anderson. And then Tyler Higby. That one feels good because I the whole time I was like, Tyler Higby, I don't know what y'all see in this guy, but fantasy football Twitter was losing its mind about this guy going to score you know, 15 touchdowns, do all this stuff. And um, like I said, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or say I told you so, but, yeah, he, he was definitely, definitely a bust. Definitely tell him. Tell him about it. Run tell that. Tell him. <laughs> all right, man, I'm going to let you – I want I want you to finish off with your MVP. So, if you don't mind, I'm just going to – I'm going to throw mine out there real quick. Hopefully, we ain't got okay. the same person. Because wouldn't that be a B? It might be. All right. So, mine is Travis Kelsey. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, perfect. All right, we good. He was a tight end one by a mile. Uh, Darren, Darren Waller ended up as a tight end two. Kelsey had 53.86 more, and this is PPR, more to, or, or total fantasy more total fantasy points. I'll get it right eventually. That means 3.6 more fantasy points per game. He was almost scoring four more points per game than the number two tight end. Um, he was actually in the NFL, number two in receiving yards, number four in receptions, and number five in receiving touchdowns. He was 10th overall in fantasy points per game for all positions, obviously, besides quarterbacks. We're talking about the flex positions here. Uh, that's incredible. The last, Actually, the last time a tight end finished in the top 10 was in 2013. That was Jimmy Graham. And his line was uh, 86, uh, 12, 15, and 16. So, I mean, having, having such a positional advantage at such a trash position, I mean <laughs> – I know for a fact who was it. Uh, I would I would say he's he's probably the most um, owned player in teams that won championships. If you took you know all the teams that won championships, and you and you look at uh, and you kind of see what their team composition is, I bet you he's there's no I don't know there's a, there's probably a big database out there I didn't look it up, but he was just incredible man. And um, just a few um, I guess honorable mentions: Alvin Kamara. We already talked about him. James Robinson. The number ninety fifth running back off the board. He ended up as he's he's in the top. He's at least in the top uh, eight. I want to say he's like top five, but I don't want to uh, misquote myself. Stephon Diggs, Jesus Lord have mercy, how how much did he burst on the scene? And then Calvin Ridley too. Uh, we talked about him earlier as well. So those are my uh, Travis Kelsey, my personal MVP for the twenty twenty fantasy football season. Okay, no, I love it. I completely understand why as well. Uh, you know, mine's really simple, too. Um, obviously, I'm one of these guys. Well, okay, so you listeners don't know this, but Eric knows this. Obviously, I'm a running back first kind of guy. Uh, when, you, when we're in a draft, you know, I never abandoned the backs. Um, so, for me, the MVP is clear, obvious, Alvin Kamara. 
He was the number one scoring running back this season in standard and PPR. And he basically won you your championship. If you had him in week 16 and you didn't win your championship, you are a terrible fantasy manager in every (laughs) sense of the word. Okay? Or phrase. But you suck. You just suck. And you need to just accept that you're awful and never play again. If you lost with Alvin Kamara in week 16, that alone makes him the fantasy MVP to me. You get to the big dance and he just wins it for you. That's pretty great. Yeah. And he breaks a, I don't know, 60, 70 year old record. Yeah. Uh, or he ties. Then doesn't break. He, he ties. Uh, Gail Sayers. That, I'll be honest with you. This one hurts me, Jason, a little bit because you know I was playing against him in week 16 in oh, our yeah. home league. But, uh, oh, yeah. I can't disagree with that whatsoever. Alvin Kamara, I mean, he was drafted in the top four, top five, um, and he just – he absolutely – he's the only person – yeah, he's the only person in the top five that that actually delivered. Yeah. You know, if you if you think about it, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel, excuse me, Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and then CEH. Yeah, yeah. Incredible, incredible. Absolutely. He was the guy. Meal ticket. Oh, yeah, man. I, I love it. I love it. Well, that's uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, that'll do it for us, y'all. So, um, hope you enjoyed it. I definitely had fun, Jason. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really surprised we didn't have like, uh, you know, oh damn it, you took my player. Um, so that was cool to see that we both have uh, differing opinions on on all this stuff. But uh, yeah, I was really happy with that. Yeah, it's, that's a proud moment. Me too. We don't have to re-record anything. Right. Y'all know this. Ain't, this ain't edited. Y'all know that. We just we just freaking spitball this thing here. But yeah, I won't take too much. Uh, I'm not going to take any more of your time. Um, it was a pleasure. I love this this fantasy football season, even though it was wild, wacky, crazy, infuriating at times for oh, yeah. for myself, for Jason, for all of for everyone. Absolutely. Um, but fantasy football, at the end of the day, is supposed to be fun, and I, I really, really, really had fun uh, this season. But uh, do you have anything uh, left to say, Jason? Or are you good to go, man? Nothing left. Come see us in fantasy basketball. Ooh, let's go! Hey, well. We're out of here. This is the EJC NFL pod. I'm Eric. He's Jason. Y'all be good and be good to each other.